0: Is where it all begins. Ready? Dates crash back in racing. Welcome to RSN 927's Race Day Morning. For the first hour, it's the first word. Here's Warren Huntley.
1: Good morning. Welcome to The First words. Saturday, the 24th of September. AFL Grand Final day. Plenty of racing around the country as well. Understandably, the AFL Grand Final will be the focus for many this afternoon. But we'll try and find you some winners at the races during the afternoon in the morning. Mornington Racing today with the RM Anset Classic and Golden Rose Day at Rose Hill. So plenty of quality racing around the country. We've had Lunar Flare and Higher Motion win the Ansett Classic in recent times, so some quality horses performing there, and the honour roll of the Golden Rose is becoming stellar in its uh, evolution. Bivouac, the Autumn Sun and Zoo Star certainly standing out as previous winners of the Golden Rose amongst a star-studded honour roll there. This morning we'll try and catch up with plenty of trainers to find winners at both Mornington and Rose Hill during the first word, then at 8 o'clock Dean Lester, David Gately will join me to look at the the meeting at Mornington eight races there, not the regular nine for the the normal Saturday program. We welcome Jamie Rogers from the Tab as part of the Saturday morning crew, giving us all the market moves. We'll try and find some betting options at the AFL Grand Final with Jamie. Also we'll preview that meeting. Well, have David Gately going through a big day, Golden Rose Day after 9 o'clock, so Gators preview between 9 and about 25 past, so looking forward to Gators full preview of the Rose Hill meeting Luke Humphreys will join us to give us some winners at Mildura Harness and then George faruja will give us some winners at the Meadows tonight, then the, the rundown from the Out racing and Sports team, very well received with Brad Bishop Simon Diopolis and Adam Blenko last week, some great analysis of racing and sport right around the country, that's a regular feature at 9.30, the rundown with the team from Racing and sports sean cosgrave will take us through race day morning this morning from 10 o'clock with plenty of interviews and and news mick mcguan will join uh sean and be one of his guests between 10 o'clock 12 o'clock so plenty of listening to take us up to the start of the race day and get us through to the start of the afl grand final no doubt the feature for most today mick suey's the track manager down at mornington where we're racing here in victoria and he joins us this morning good morning mick
0: morning lauren how are you
1: I'm very well, thank you. I'm looking out the window to see some beautiful, clear skies where I am. What's it like down at Mornington?
0: Yeah, same. The sun's shining through at the moment, so which is good, and uh, the radar's looking pretty clear, so hopefully uh, we avoid any of those showers.
1: What's the week been like in the lead-up in, in terms of rainfall?
0: We've had 80 mil for the week, and, and luckily we only had last 24 hours only 0.2 of a mil, so uh, we uh, escaped uh, most of the rain. I've seen the Few showers the valley last night, but we avoided most of that, which was good.
1: That natural rainfall can be a real blessing for, for track managers. How have you seen it? The way it's come at the, at the time during the week?
0: Yeah, certainly. Um, obviously, it's been a wet winter and wet sort of lead up to this. But uh, with only 18 mils for the week, it's actually uh, quite you know worked out quite well. And uh, it's soft, soft soft five today with a going a nine point three, and most likely it'll stay in that soft five range.
1: How have you managed the rail going into the feature meeting?
0: So it's in the true today and last meeting, which was three weeks ago, we're out at eight. So today's only our second meeting back from uh, from a 12-week break, so it's obviously in good condition uh, with an even cover of grass.
1: In recent times, with various rail positions, and I've covered a number of meetings down at Mornington with you, That the track's been playing beautifully. With that renovation that you've done and the fact that there's fresh ground back to the inside, how do you see it playing today?
0: Yeah, obviously it's, it's no, it's usually no disadvantage to be on speed at Mornington, but uh with um, that even cover of grass, and like you said, it has been playing uh, uh, fairly well. So um, I expect it, um, like I said, no disbands has been on pace, but uh, I don't see why they couldn't make a round either. 20 uh, kilometre wins today, um, which is coming sort of a bit of a tailwind, so I don't think that should have a major impact, but uh, I, know, I expect it should race well.
1: In years gone by, when the clubs held the meeting on AFL grand final day, there's been plenty of opportunities on big screens and the like to be able to take in the action the AFL as well as the race days. How's the club catering for fans today who would like to come to the races but obviously keep an eye on the footy?
0: Yeah, certainly a good mix and uh, obviously the footy will be on the big screen and obviously a number of TVs around uh, around the venue will have the footy on. So uh, yeah, good good mix of both and they uh, can enjoy, enjoy sort of the footy and the races together.
1: Let's hope the, the weather does hold the way the day's dawn. Mick, we're on a soft five at this stage with the rail true and from your perspective, the track's in terrific order. Good luck for the day. Thanks, Warren. McSuey, Mornington there, soft five and the rail, true. Let's find out what the weather's like, the track conditions are like. Group One Racing, Golden Rose at Rose Hill today, Sean Patterson joins us. Good morning, Sean. Good morning. How's the day dawned in Sydney?
2: Yeah, look, it's uh, not too bad. Uh, There is a little bit of blue sky. There are some overcast conditions. Uh, We've only had 0.3 mil in the last 24 hours, so we start this morning on a soft five.
1: That's terrific news for some of the tracks that we've been experiencing in, in recent months. So from your perspective, do you think you'll hold that rating if the, the weather holds? Or is there a chance, even if you get a fine afternoon, that there's some chance of an upgrade there?
2: Yeah, look, uh, the track's improving its handling the moisture that we have had really, really well. So, look, I think we're on the better side of it, a five. Uh, if we do get a clear morning, I, there's always a chance to get to a four. Uh, but there is a bit of a prospect of some showers today. Um so we are just got to wait and see what happens.
1: A lot of discussion about the, the rail positioning and the way the track's been playing in, in recent times. How have you set it up for today?
2: Yeah, we're in the true position. Uh, we raced five metres the last fortnight, and it raced pretty well then. Obviously, we're trying to use the rail a bit more to get uh, horses across the ground to even it up a bit more. Um, last fortnight, it seemed to work pretty well, and we're back in the true come today. You got an idea how the
1: track may play today? Any preferred position, inside, outside, or hopefully playing fair. How do you see it?
2: Look, it's pretty consistent across. Um, obviously, there's a little bit of wear and tear from the last fortnight out at five metres, but it's recovered really well. Uh, it's going to be a guessing game today because obviously we were expecting a bit more rain. We didn't get it. Uh, hopefully in a track. So I think they'll stay to the inside and they'll spread out and see where the best ground is.
1: Good luck for Golden Rose Day, Sean. Thank you. We've got soft five rated tracks at both venues in Victoria and New South Wales today. Group one meeting at Rose Hills on a soft five with the Rail True and those same conditions, soft five Rail True for Mornington for Ansett. Classic day. J.D. Hayes is part of a very much informed team at the moment. He joins us at the top of the show. Good morning, J.D. Good
3: morning. Thank you for having me.
1: Just wind the clock back, not even 24 hours. Just take us through your thoughts on Lady of Honour going around and the stock stakes, the last at the Valley last night.
4: Uh, Brave, brave. uh, she's just gone down right on the line and I thought she uh, put up a very honest performance and unfortunately it didn't go our way, the ball bounced the wrong way but I thought she was uh, very credible in defeat.
1: She's had a terrific preparation and Jake Noonan's been such an important part of of her evolution and I think he's been a a big part of her development but it's also been a a very important horse for him too to to really get that foot in the door in the Coolmore colours with your team.
4: No, he has, and he's done a lot of work with her. He comes in and rides her work every um, every week, and he took her to Moonee Valley, had a gallop, and he's been very important to her development. And she's still got a lot to learn. Like She just does everything about 10% too keen, so she's got a lot of improvement. She's not a finished product, but when she puts it together, I think she can really uh, really put into the sword, and hopefully she's group one level when she puts it all together.
1: Moving on to today, you've got Josie Lynn going around race four at Mornington. She had a couple of recent runs. How do you line her up today?
4: Uh, yeah, she needs to find a little bit of form. Uh, she's a horse last preparation that put a few together, and she may have found her rating. Um, but she's fit, she's well. I'm expecting her to run quite nicely today, and she's on a better track, so it's a big plus for her.
1: Port Guillaume, you've uh, been playing around with him. He came here with a bit of a, an international reputation, and you maybe found some confidence booster for him with the, the jumps win last start. How did he come through that?
4: Yeah, confidence is everything. Uh, it was the first time he was first place close for a long time. Um, so who knows what he can do on the flat. He can really mentally stimulate them when they go over the jumps, and we find that he's sounder than ever. He's fit as a fiddle, and hopefully he runs a good race and big odds.
1: He goes around Race 7, the ANSET Classic, the feature race at, at Mornington. Just with his demeanour or the way he approaches his work around home following his jump schooling and obviously his jumps racing and that jumps win, is there any change in his demeanour?
4: Yeah, absolutely. It's a big change. He's very enthusiastic in how he does things. Um, he's a horse that we've been trying to capture. his overseas for because if he brings that, he'd be right in the market for the big races in the spring. So he's been a quirky horse to train Just trying to get the best out of him, but I think Jumping him has really stimulated him and hopefully uh, he can put his best foot forward today.
1: Last time Rigel Starr went around in Adelaide, he was decent odds and you labelled him as the, the best value for the team. How is he going into today?
4: Uh, he's trained on beautifully. His last piece of work was outstanding, so hopefully it's the same again. Um, Laura Laftey's got a good affinity with him and hopefully he's able to do the stable justice over there.
1: Who do you think's the pick of the team racing today?
4: I'm going to go Port Gowman each way. I've just got a funny feeling about him with a bit of confidence in his step that he might run a cheeky race the odds.
1: You mentioned Lady of Honour last night. You took out the stud Stakes with Tijuana. What was your impression of his performance last night?
4: Yeah, it was a polished performance. He was ready to do that. The market was right. to have him short. and He was third up, fit, ready to go, and he got aided by a brilliant ride by Mark Zara. So he's put his hand up as a genuine Caulfield Guinness contender, and it's exciting to have him in the stable.
1: We might need to trouble someone from the team tomorrow morning, so I won't go too deeply, but uh heading towards the underwood, Mr Brightside, how is he?
4: Yeah, he's having a, a slow canter this morning. He, in, he was bucking his brands off and he's ready for the heavyweight clash that is with uh, on thunderstruck Strike you now they go to blood. It's uh, a racing enthusiast, it's a great lineup and uh, we'll really know where we lie at the uh end of that race
1: exciting day tomorrow but hopefully some winners today and congratulations on the results particularly last night with Tijuana JD. Thank you very much It was a big night for the Mar and Eustace team last night also and Dave Eustace joins us this morning with and Gadda taking out the Group 1 Moyer Stakes. Good morning Dave
4: Morning, hello.
5: Morning.
1: I'm very well thank you and it was a terrific day for the, the team yesterday and night last night and a, a plan hatched a long time ago and Firstly, just take us through how you saw Cool and us win.
5: Oh well, I suppose in a way, in a way, it, it worked out even better than we um, could have hoped for. We thought we'd have to, um, you know, take a little bit of a fit behind one or two or one, uh, with there being so much pressure. But a couple of them didn't jump and find the lift, find the front how they wanted to, and she obviously the lids and and was there in front and you could say she had it easy either she went quick and and still had to absorb a bit of pressure and uh, she kicked on off the turn and it was just a very good performance.
1: How did that meet your your expectation following her first up run in the McEwan?
5: We were delighted with her McEwen run we felt everyone was a bit quick to jump on her uh, when she got beat but it was her first time going Melbourne way and uh, obviously then around the valley as well um, she had to absorb a bit of pressure first up and just got a bit tired late so we were pleased for that and um, the plan was always the Maya not to be um, spot on first up and um, a huge credit goes to the team she's not easiest in that she's fairly uh, she can be a bit highly strung she doesn't carry a huge amount of condition um, so to have her there and in tip-top shape uh, is a credit to them.
1: It's almost a Group One trifecta for the team with Bella Nipatina and, and Generation. Uh, you must have been just thrilled with the way the the three of them performed.
5: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, again, showed what a you know what a, a team effort it was to, to nearly have the first three in a Group One is a huge achievement. Bella Nipatina was a career best uh, to to what she did against the pattern um, out wide. It was enormous run I haven't seen her sectional as yet but um, generation showed that he's up to that class and and is a good a very good performer over six furlongs so he going to the Manicato up in trip and he showed he'll be competitive in in that race as well
1: Mornington today you've taken Kings charisma, charisma out we'll talk about his chances in Adelaide shortly but you kick off in race five with Cena's Express Celine Gaudre aboard what did you make of the first up run?
5: He so delighted with his first up run. Uh, he's come through extremely well. He looks great. Um, he gets the 1500, which arguably uh, I think that's an really, absolutely ideal trip as well. He gets a nice, should get a nice soft run just behind them. He'll, he'll need a little bit of luck uh, at Mornington. But, um, so it'd be, yeah, I thought it was a really good chance, but given the ground or suit as well.
1: Race six, an interesting runner in the cool and colours of Aussie Keir and partners. London Point over from New Zealand. How has she settled into your team?
5: Pretty well. Um, like a lot of these New Zealand mares or fillies that come over, they yeah, they're very often a bit highly strung, so taking a little bit of time just to sort of fully settle in. She'll need the run, Warren. She'll be ridden quiet behind the line and, and be better over further.
1: What about Impulsar? he's uh, been a, a solid performer since joining your team. My, my little concern was that the relatively tight Mornington circuit. How do you see the big boy getting around Mornington?
5: I think will be fine around there, uh, to be honest. Um, obviously, I also will just ask him to improve down the side of the track. But um, I thought it was an even, pretty even race. Not a strong race, by any means. And um, he found the ground a little bit quick the other day. So I just hope that the things stay out of it and... Uh, he should run a, a, a solid race. Uh, as I say, it's not a strong, strong race by anything.
1: Race 8, you've got Star, who's been such a consistent performer, and he had a little gap going into his most recent run. Would he have derived some improvement out of that?
5: Yeah, we've taken him out, Warren. Actually. He's uh, just drawn too too wide we'll wait for another day.
1: King's Charisma, you have taken out also. He heads to Morphill Park, so uh, obviously yep. you're thinking that's the better option for him. Your thoughts there?
5: Yeah, again, a, a very even race. He's been racing quite well. He deserves to get his head in front, um, for sure. Um, and it looks a good opportunity for him. The, the run style of him, you know, he generally has a few in front of him on the park track and can make it difficult. So we can just get into a spot where we're not having to, um, you know, chase too many uh, down the straight, and that, that would be preferred.
1: Fast Witness has been a, a terrific performer for your team, and his most recent run, the form held up well. With the performance of Tijuana last night, you've thrown him in the deep end with the Golden Rose. How's he gone up to Sydney?
5: Yeah, he's travelled great. He's a you know he's a tough colt. Still having to learn what it's all about sort of work with, with his racing. Um, it, you know his, his effort at Flemington was very good, but still showed signs of greenness. It was pleasing to see the form get franked last night at the valley and he undoubtedly deserves to take his, take his claim um obviously he's going to need to improve again like a lot of these horses but um he's got a he's, he'll have a good chance if he can knuck, really knuckle down to the task
1: race four at rose hill couple of informed gallopers herman hesser and cadre de Noir go around in the colin Stephen quality how do you line them up together
5: is not great, Nick, obviously a short price and and deservedly so. Um, He's he's in excellent form and it should be a nice pipe opener for him to work towards the Metro. And Herman Hess was obviously a good win the other day. He was able to travel nice and strong in behind. He's probably been looking for one to follow for a while in a run run just to conserve that bit of energy, and he was able to do that. It was strong late, so as long as the rain stays away... um, you know, he should run a, run a solid race again.
1: Race five at Rose Hill, you've got narrated, who's been back to the trials between runs. Your thoughts there?
5: Yeah, look, she, she actually has got a good, pretty good fresh record. Um, competitive enough race. Um, she has had a fresh but, you know, she's pretty forward um, to round out the trip well, so she's an incredibly honest now, I'm sure, sure. Um, just put in a good performance like she does, and and, um, you know, a, a top-four uh, positioning would be would be what would be the expectation.
1: And Dr Drill on the fresh side following a placing in the Grafton cup back to 1,500 metres in the Shannon Stakes race. 9 He's been such a reliable galloper for the stable. How do you assess him today?
5: Yeah, he's been terrific. Um, had a great time sort of through winter and uh, we're working towards the big dance. So um, he'll run today and then head, head into that.
1: Or do you think's the best of the team right around the country today?
5: Um, Cardray de Noir would be our best. Um, but the price probably reflects that as well, and I thought Tina's express second up. Um, it's pretty good to go.
1: Good luck, Dave, and once again, congratulations on the group one victory last night. Thanks, Warren. Dave Eustace comprehensive wrap there. Cool and Gatter taking out the Moyer stakes at the valley last night. Clayton Douglas is playing close to home today at Mornington. He's got Harmitian going around in the Anset Classic and Cromosa going around in race four. He joins us this morning. Good morning, Clayton.
4: Good morning, Warren.
1: How's Harmitian going into the Anset Classic today, race seven?
4: Yeah, look, I'm really happy with him. He's had a really good prep this preparation. He's been fairly faultless. Um, all three runs this prep have been really good and I think the step up to the 2400 around his home track is going to suit him.
1: Yourself and Jake Noonan probably know the Mornington track better than, than anybody. How would you like the race to, to pan out for Harmisian?
4: Well, he's drawn wide. Um, depending on speed, it looks like there's a bit of tempo um, in the race, so probably just flow over where he's comfortable. Hopefully we can just get in the midfield position, one off the fence. and um, Yeah, look, you will be tracking up from the 600 and um, sorry, this crossed the line.
1: Cromosa goes around in race four from an inside draw. You wouldn't think that uh, would find the widest part of the track as last time. What are your thoughts on Cromosa today?
4: Yeah, look, he's in really good order. It's, um, obviously, the favourite's a bit of an intriguing runner in that race. Um, obviously, having had a long time off, it looks like it's got a stack of ability. We're going to have to be quite positive from that draw um, just to try and hold a nice enough spot with the speed that's in that race, but. I'm really happy with him. He's, he's really he's come along nicely this prep and stirred up staying at the trip. He should be rock-solid fit and ready ready to run a nice race there.
1: What's the latest on Gigaki?
4: Yeah, he's super. He had a jump out uh, Wednesday morning. Craig Williams came down to ride him and he's really well. He's in really good order and I'm looking forward to the next day for the Dane Hill.
1: Exciting times ahead. Clayton, good luck today and, and particularly good luck heading to the Dane Hill and perhaps even on to, to greater heights with Giga Kick in the spring.
4: No, thank you very much, Warren.
1: Clayton Douglas with a couple today. It's 25 after 7 on RSN 927. Time for a break. More trainers after that.
0: This is RSN 927's Race Day Morning and the first word with Warren Huntley.
1: We're racing on a soft five at Mornington today for Ansett Classic Day. We're also on a soft five at Rose Hill for Golden Rose Day. The rail's in the true position in both meetings. Hopefully those track conditions hold pretty solid right throughout the day. And one of the more intriguing runners at the Mornington meeting is Najim Sahil, who goes around in race four, now prepared by Robbie Griffiths and Matt DeCock. And Matt joins us this morning. Good morning, Matt.
6: How are you, Warren?
1: How are you this morning?
6: Very, very good. Thanks, yourself?
1: Yeah, good, thank you. A successful trip for the team out to Pakenham on Thursday night. And one of the more intriguing runners of the day, a five-year-old entire in Najim Sahail going around at his first run in Australia for you. First of all, what's the background with the horse?
6: Yeah, it's a bit of a a long story. Uh, I'll try and keep it as short as I can, but we we bought him at the Melbourne Premier Sale about four years ago. Uh, Shipped him over to South Africa. He had two starts there. We thought he was good enough to compete in Dubai. So we shipped him to Dubai. Uh, we missed the season there due to the quarantine protocols. And then in January, February, he was supposed to have a run during the carnival and he just uh, strained the hamstring. So because the carnival's uh, so time pressured, he had to miss his uh, whole campaign there. And we opted to send him down here to Australia because we've always felt that he's uh, a talented horse. And here yeah, we stand today with him, ready to make his race. Because appearance after two and a half years.
1: How's he prepped up with that long break?
6: Fantastic. We've been able to just, you know, take it slow and easy and build him up nicely. He's had two jump outs, which were very impressive. Um, So we're going into today's race with a bit of confidence, but also knowing that um, after not being on the race course for two and a half years, he's got to have some sort of, you know, rustiness and, and need to run a little bit.
1: Anyone goes onto the racing.com form guide and has a look at those jump outs, He he put a space on his margins. Is that his racing style, or was that his racing style prior to the break?
6: Yeah, he's pretty sharp. He, he seems to ping the gates, and he's very fast horse, high cruising speed. So you'd imagine he's going to race very similarly. I mean, he's only had two starts in the boat as a two-year-old, so uh, we're still going to learn about him today. But from what we've seen, he looks you know we, looks to have a pretty quick early sectionals in him, yeah.
1: From his recovery from those hitouts when he sped along and put a gap on the field, what what was the feedback from uh, the rider, and how did you view how he recovered from those hitouts? He's obviously exerted himself a bit there.
6: Yeah, well, Jamie Kyle uh, managed to jump him out both times, and she was really impressed with him. She he gave her a good feel. Obviously, our concerns, myself and Robbie, as trainers, is that he's never he hasn't been pushed. You know, he hasn't had something really challenge him, which is going to happen today. He's not going to have an easy time of it under race pressure. So. That's the only concern heading into today is just his match fitness, but um, you know we're hoping that his ability can compensate.
1: Just a quick word on one or two of the runners, particularly Typhoon Titmus, who had no luck at all last start, heading to the gym Maloney at Sandown tomorrow. How is she travelling?
6: Yeah, she's absolutely flying. She's in a good space, and we're heading into tomorrow very hopeful that she can run a big race.
1: A few people have been tapping me on the shoulder and noticing Barry Bubbly going around at big odds and, and finding the line well. How's she progressing onto, onto perhaps a, a race over a bit more ground in the same race?
6: Yeah, myself and Robbie think she's been looking for this type of distance. So last run at Flemington wasn't her best. She was uh, exposed the whole way up the straight and she doesn't like that running style. So she's got a wide varied spot with suits us fine. She can just slot in towards the rear, save her energy and, and come home strong. I think that she can run a good race tomorrow. She just probably needs a bit of luck.
1: Good luck for the weekend, Matty. Particularly the most intriguing runner, I think, Najim Sahail at, uh, at Mornington today, race four, number six. Best of luck with Jamie Carr aboard.
6: Thank you very much, Warren.
1: Matt DeCock there, an intriguing runner. Get a chance to have a look at those jump outs. If you've done the form, I'm sure you have. And uh, looks to really sizzle along, does Najim Sahail. Interested to see under race pressure today. Johnny McArdle's playing at home today and he joins us this morning. Good morning, John.
7: Hi, Warren.
1: How's the day dawned down at Mornington?
7: Oh, it's an absolute uh, beautiful day down here on God's Country. Uh, I'd like to be teeing off right about now, but uh, we better go around at races. So, uh, yeah, no, we're uh, all, uh, all very well down here this morning.
1: And look to be a couple of competitive chances. Race four, number eight, Hydro Star, who seems to have been around for a while. He started his career with a bit of boom on him, but uh, he's continued to, to race well in Wilden Races. You make Jamie Mott aboard both your runners today. How's Hydro Star going into race four?
7: Yeah, look, I mean, uh, well, by the sounds of it, it might be a little bit the same today. He might get run off his legs a little bit. Uh, uh, Henry Glyer's horse last start, uh, probably very stiff last night, uh, and he was getting the line well. Uh, It's probably going to be the the concern. If uh, they do run along, it's probably going to be a little bit leaderish here today. But uh, he's a horse that seems to have decided to become honest later in his career, so... uh, He'll be attacking the line. There won't be any instructions for Jamie. He'll just jump and be where he's happy. If that's right behind the leaders, then so be it. If that's giving them a bit of a start, then uh, so be it as well. He's probably better drawn outside horses like he is today. Uh, and hopefully they go too hard and he can uh, work home over the top lot.
1: La Rocks, your other runner, first up in race six. How is she prepping up for this campaign?
7: Yeah, look, I mean, uh, she was two from two and a group three winner as a two-year-old. Uh, ran a couple of places, but probably hasn't, uh, didn't really come up uh, as a three-year-old in the spring or in the autumn. Uh, physically, she looks a lot better. Uh, we have had some problems with her with her feet, but uh, again, touch wood, she seems to uh, be over that. Uh, drawn a little bit sticky, you'd think she'll jump and roll forward. Demonize of probably leads, but hopefully we can sort of roll up outside it. Up outside it, and uh, you know her best form was obviously good enough to uh, uh, to be right in a race like this. Uh, she has only had I think it's four starts since she was a two-year-old, so uh, you know match fitness maybe a, a contributing factor at the very end. But uh, I think she's going well enough.
1: El Rocco in the deep end at Sandown tomorrow in the Sandown Stakes. He's had a f- terrific preparation since being gelded. You're going you know, to spin the roll the dice and send him around against the, the tough company tomorrow?
7: Well, if you have a look at it, uh, Pinstripe's favourite, beat us point 0.1 of a length last start in a listed race. Uh, equal favourites, military expert, and it beat us point 0.4 of a length two starts ago. So... Uh, are we throwing him in the deep end? Well, we probably are. He ran third in the Listed race last start. He still does a few things wrong. He's drawn a little bit sticky. Uh, is he a twenty to one shot at his best? Probably not. He's probably more like a ten or twelve to one shot. But uh, horse is in very good order. He's uh, been in uh, he's been yeah, in really good form. I would have liked the heavens to open uh, and have a really wet track, which probably slows a few of those horses down. Uh, and gives him a better chance. But uh, if you have a mulvilles, don't leave him out. I think he's a he's an each way chance in what well, he's a very tough race. But uh, I think he's an each way chance tomorrow.
1: Yeah, man, a very strong case with his tie in with some of the the form lines the horses that are much higher in the market. Who do you think's the the pick of the team today at Mornington?
7: Uh, I'd say we'll Rock, because I never trust Hydro, Star.
1: So. <laughs> good luck today, John, and good luck tomorrow.
7: No worries, thank you. Tony
1: Noonan also playing at home and he joins us this morning. Good morning, Tony.
7: Good morning, Warren.
1: How's the team this morning? Seems
3: pretty good. I they're good enough.
1: They're be good. Been talking a bit on correct weight in recent times. Dean Lester in particular has been just looking at the development, the maturity of Jake as a rider and the opportunities he's getting with some of the better stables. You must be a proud father the way Jake's career and you know both on and off the, the track has evolved.
3: Yeah, look, Lorne, he's a hard worker and uh, it's one of those games where you can't afford not to be. Uh, so he's, his hands are full with a partner and two children and a property which keeps him pretty fit. And, uh, you know, he's riding everywhere at the moment, but he's riding well and uh, confidence has preferred this morning a number of times as a big issue. So his confidence is really good at
1: the moment. Race 4 is your first runner today, Elite Legacy with Logan McNeil taking the, the claim. How's Elite Legacy heading into today?
3: Well, he's heading, he's heading really well, Warren. Unfortunately, the Weather Bureau which is not always kind. Uh, hoping that the horse would have found a really uh, heavy tracky gallop there on Tuesday morning and the track was Quite heavy, so credit to Mixui and the team there. That track's improved every day, so um, probably not to his advantage, to be honest. And listening to the hype around Matt and Bobby's horse, uh, we look like we'll be turning up just uh, uh, small pickings rather than the big prize.
1: Sometimes the hype doesn't quite uh, quite live up. You know that. You've been on a race course too often to, to concede defeat already. But from your point of view, you're happy with Elite Legacy in terms of his physical well-being.
3: Oh, look, Ronnie's he's an older horse and he's done a super job. He's been a grand old horse and He's probably at the end of this prep. They start to get a bit stronger, as evidenced by the race today, and his advantage would have been good track. So we're hopeful rather than confident.
1: It's Tornado Storm's been a a last race winner at Mornington and he's in the last race again today coming into this race first up. I know uh, Rory Hunter and the team involved a a horse that's very close to the stable's heart. What's your thoughts with It's Tornado Storm today?
3: Well, I couldn't be more pleased with the way that he's come back. He's just continued to improve every time he's entered the stable and he physically looks stronger and his coach's really good for a horse at this stage of his prep. He's, He's still a fair way off his grand final. Uh hence, you know, we're happy enough to run him today with a bit of weight on his back. Uh, he's drawn and wide, which hopefully by that stage of the day would be to his advantage. But there's you know, there's good improvement to come out of this race. But he's a horse that runs well. He's a very uh competitive type horse. He likes to get out there and strut his stuff. And uh I think he's in for a, a tremendous prep whether whether is his day, uh in Warren. A little bit of luck, but if he gets it, he'll be right in it.
1: What is his grand final that you referenced?
3: Oh, hopefully, Warren, the um, country cup uh, on Oaks Day, a mile race at Clinton. I think it's ideal for him. Obviously, he's got to get into the race. Uh, but uh, there's a heat there on Geelong Cup Day, which looks an ideal race for him. So um, hopefully, he can go there and be competitive and get the one and a a half million dollar race.
1: Good luck with the team today. Good on you. Thanks, Warren. Tony Noonan with a couple on his home track. David pride in a similar position. Don't think Van Roy's got a run in the last, and those scratchings are just about to go final. Welcome, Dave, to the program. Good morning, David. Morning, Warren. Van Roy staying at home today. He was an emergency in the last?
8: Yeah, he was, yeah. So he hasn't got a run, has he?
1: No, I don't think so. There's only a couple of scratchings and one emergency, I think, has already come out of that. But with that... Big field there. I don't think that will sneak him into the field. So unfortunately, day off for Roy. But let's start with
8: he can he can pop out and have a gallop right now.
1: <laughs> That's good timing. What about Flora Streaming going around in the first small field now with uh, with a couple coming out? Your thoughts on Flora Streaming coming off that last start?
8: Uh, going really well. One on one on heavy ground uh, and one quite well, um, but goes quite goes nicely and. Um, this track is in beautiful order. Look, I I think she'll run a nice race. Uh, it'll really let us know where she is. Um, you know, we're coming back to a five. And uh, from heavy ground to a five, I suppose it's a little unknown, but the horse is a nice horse, and uh, there'll be a bit more winning for her uh, as time goes on.
1: 1,000 metres in, from an inside draw, you know the track well. You think Blake McDougall would, if possible, try and hold a spot?
8: Yeah, he'll be close to... Yeah, she she begins really well. Um, it'll just depend what, what must is outside of him.
1: Fiasco, Tess, your other runner goes around in the second, so nice early finish to, to get you home. Mick D aboard. She seems to have been up for a while, Fiasco, Tess, but she's had her run spaced. How's she holding together?
8: Yeah, really well, uh, Warren. She she put in a hell of a run last start at Geelong. She sat three wide and and really kicked strongly in the straight. Um I've got a bit of faith in her and, you know, it's, it's nice to get her on this sort of ground and we have space to races and she's in good shape and, you know, she, she's, she's got some upside.
1: Would she be the pick of the two today? I
8: reckon, I reckon she probably is the pick of the two. Um, yeah, yeah, on her last run, um, you know, she could progress.
1: Race two, number five, fiasco test, but also race one, number five, flora streaming, going around home track at morning today. Good luck, Dave. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Warren. It's 19 to 8 on RSN 927. At 8 o'clock, we'll have Dean Lester, David Gately, and welcome Jamie Rogers to the Saturday morning team from the tab to give us all the updates. We'll even get some AFL markets from Jamie and we'll preview that meeting at Mornington in full after 8 o'clock. And then David Gately will join me after 9 o'clock to look at detailed preview of the meeting. Group one day at Rose Hill at the Golden Rose meeting. Time for a break on RSN 927. More trainers to come.
0: This is RSN 927's Race Day Morning and the first
1: word with Warren Huntley. Trying to find winners at both Mornington and Rose Hill today. Team Corsons might have a strong hand in the meeting at Mornington and Dom Sutton joins us this morning. Good morning, Dom.
9: Morning, Warren. How are you?
1: Very well, thank you. And great to see Troy getting out and about at the the races and getting back into the swing of things. Must be great and a relief as much as anything else to, to see Troy well on the road to recovery for the team.
9: Yeah, definitely. It's uh, good to have him back and, uh, yeah, obviously takes a bit of stress off of a few people's shoulders so, yeah, very good to have him back.
1: Race two, you kick off today with a horse that's well found in the market in Defiant Diva and probably justifiably so. She's in good form from a, an analyst's point of view. How's he, how is she going into today from a stable point of view?
9: Yeah, she's coming in really well. Um, obviously, like you said, you said, she's very consistent and um, always seems to run a decent race, so, um Looking at it, it's obviously a small field. It's going to be a little bit tactical, but um, I think if she brings her her best today, she should be awfully hard to beat.
1: Mentioned tactical, and and sometimes it's not worthwhile putting too much analysis into it. That's what the riders will sort out when the the race unfolds. But what would you hope for, or what have the team looked at and, and sort of devised as potentially a plan for today?
9: Uh, yeah, look, she's drawn five, so it's a little bit sticky. Um, obviously, I think it's going to depend on what the, the other's going to want to do, but I'd say she wouldn't want to be too far away, especially at Mornington um, early on in the day. Uh, like we said, a small field, it could be quite tactical. So ideally, if you could be sort of, um, you know, one out, one back, it would be the, the perfect spot for her.
1: Race six, you've got New York baby. What did you make of her first up run recently?
9: Yeah, I thought it was pleasing. She obviously um, she didn't come up last prep for whatever reason and um, it was all about getting her back to the races and just seeing her wanting to do it and uh, the main thing was is that she put herself in the race and uh, really wanted to have a crack. She's just knocked up being over the 1,200 first up so she's taken really good fitness benefit from that and I think if um, if she can build on that run, she should hopefully uh, be in the finish.
1: Race 8, Brazada resumes. How's he prepping up?
9: Yeah, he's prepping up well. Um, he's had two nice trials. Um, he's a big, gross sort of horse. So um, today I think is, is just getting him around and he'll take really good benefit from it. But in saying that, he's a, he's a very honest horse and um, you know, if he's in the right spot. Um, I'm sure he can run a good race.
1: Who's the pick of the team there today?
9: Uh, I'd say Define Diva.
1: Race to number two. And you've found the, the winning formula with Savonia who... Heads to Sandown tomorrow from a wide draw. What's the big secret to, to turning Savonia's form around this prep?
9: Um, I think it's just mainly her her mental maturity. She was always a nice filly and, uh, you know, had decent size and scope about her. But she was just quite quite dumb and didn't have that killer, killer instinct when she was um, initially at the races as a young horse. And I think each start she's just built a bit of confidence and, and really learned how to do things the right way. So... I think she's just matured and, um, you know, obviously we found two nice suitable races for her to kick her off this prep and, um, look, I think she, she's improved again going into tomorrow.
1: OK, and that might have been a bit harsh, what's turned her form around. She'd been very consistent. She's just uh, matured and developed into a winner, which is terrific for connections and the stable. Good luck with the team both today and tomorrow, Dom.
9: Thanks, Warren. Cheers.
1: Talk to Dave Eustace earlier on, was terrific night for their team at Mooney Valley last night. It was also a terrific night for the Price and Kent Jr. Stable and Michael Kent Jr. joins us this morning. Good morning, Michael.
9: Good morning, Warren. How are you doing?
1: I'm very well, thank you. You probably went to bed with a bit of a buzz last night, top and tailing the program at the Valley.
9: Oh, a huge buzz. Um, especially that last that last race. Uh, as soon as you dropped out of the barriers and missed the start, uh, you, you had, had to be a 1,000 to 1, the way the track had been playing all night and um, she just uh, trucked into the straight and as dame said to us like it was a huge huge run because she had plenty to give nowhere to go had to sort of make two runs on her so um yeah outstanding win by Davies.
1: and great for seamus mills and the team involved in seamus with a strong link to the stable in previous years so probably even more special for, for seamus and the team involved given the link to the price stable
9: that's no, fantastic yeah we love dealing with seamus and his clients, and um, he's a really big supporter of the stable. He's gone and bought some very nice, well-bred fillies of late, and, um, yeah, we're building momentum, so it's, uh, it's very exciting.
1: Wee, oui, Nessie's building some momentum. She comes to this race as a, as a last-start winner. She goes around in the first at Mornington today. How she come through that first-up run?
9: Yeah, super. Um, oh, she's actually third-up today. Um, she won her maiden first-up, and within in the deep end there, you um, know, very hot capped um, on Teebs, so big drop back in grade. Uh, the scratchings help her from the outside draw, and she should bounce to lead and uh, prove hard to catch.
1: What did you make of that run chasing Nana Guy and, and others last start?
9: Yeah, it's probably about her. Um, you know, whilst it was a listed grade in the book, it's probably more like a Group Two race. That it was very hot, and um, you know, I, I said going into the run, if, if you got beat a few lengths here and ran 7th the race, you're probably a really good run, and that was her. And um, the, the length of two she got beat was probably the length of two she didn't have on the day. Um, we're very happy with her at home. She looks a treat. And um, back around the bend, uh, got back to 1,000 metres, and Jamie Carr on, um, three big ticks.
1: Jamie Carr also on French Emperor, who is your other runner at Morning Today. Goes around in race five, first prep for the stable, and seemed to be an improved run last start. How did you see it?
9: It was, and that's because he got cover. So, um, you know, when he's exposed, he can be very keen, and that's the trick today. Um, From that draw, it's going to take a very good ride. Um, You'd love to drop him out the back, but he just can jump well, and you know, jump on the bridle. Um, Looks to be two obvious go-forward types, and then the rest of them want to get back. So, you'd love to see him just jump in third, fourth, box seat with a bum to follow, but. Uh, it's not easy to do. So if he gets exposed, he'll be vulnerable. If he finds a bum and relaxes, uh, he's been working very well at home. So um, probably one just to watch today. Um, yeah, couldn't could be confident in the way he handled hands himself on race day.
1: Team had a plan to get Jack and O to, to the Golden Rose, have a couple of cracks potentially at Group 1 features for the three-year-olds. How has he settled into Sydney?
9: Yeah, beautiful, Warren. Um, everything has gone to plan, which is Always a, you know, important thing going to these big group one features. Uh, he arrived there maybe two weeks ago. He's not a robust type, so it gave him a few days to sort of put that weight back on. He had a trial. Uh, Huey loved him. Um, he was on the inside track there, uh, on the inside of the Kenzo track at Ranwick and it's quite a tight course. So, um, he was back and, and just went past the post, uh, very strongly and, um, he got very well there on Tuesday on the course proper sitting off on a gel Ryan. So he, he looks awesome. He's um, set the peak. Um, the trick with this race is I just hope there's more speed than what they're predicting. Um, a few trains have said they might try and why with the sit to get the 1400. Uh, it'll play into the hands of the favourite in secret. He'll get the, the box seat. And we know Jack, you know, he, he just can take a little while to muster speed early. So he'll be back in the ruck and needing plenty of luck, but he, he is flying. So if things work out for him, race shape-wise, uh, he'll go very well.
1: And you've snuck River Twain over to Adelaide, goes around race four at Morfordville today. Your expectation there?
9: He's actually four from four over there, and um, that's him. He, he finds it hard in 84 grade here in Melbourne. Over there, uh, he's drawn well. Ben Price rides him well, and uh, he'll give a bit of cheek. Um, horses is going super. Um, yeah, so he, he's an to way chance in an even race.
1: We might save the, uh, the real grilling for tomorrow till tomorrow morning. Hopefully we can get one of yourself or Mick tomorrow. But a quick word on Thunderstruck going into the Underwood tomorrow. Uh,
9: he's ready to go. He's, he's flying. Very happy with him. So uh, as long as there's tempo on and uh, he can finish off and you not too far off the long straightening, uh, he'll be hard to beat.
1: Good luck today, tomorrow on a Group One weekend. Michael, thanks for joining us this morning. Thank you, Lauren. 8 to 8 on RSN 927. Time for our last break this hour.
0: This is RSN 927's Race Day Morning and the first word with Warren Huntley.
1: Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott with a big hand at both Mornington and Rose Hill today. Adrian Bott's been kind enough to join us. Good morning, Adrian. Yeah, good morning, Warren. Let's start with Mornington, where you've got a couple of horses in reasonable form. In Narvaez, a last start winner, and in Invincible Jet, who's hopefully building to that next win. Now, how's he come through that last start?
4: Yeah, excellent. Uh, really starting to uh, do well at this point. His preparation seems to be seems to be thriving, and putting it all together. So, um, you know, he sort of had a couple of tough runs there on that heavy tracks uh, early in his campaign. Um, I thought it was pretty pretty tough victory there last start at this at this track. So. Um, yeah, you know, he didn't necessarily have everything his own way. He did a bit of work early and stuck on very well. And uh, yeah, still in conditions. I thought probably not his not his best there in the heavy track. So nice to see an um, improving track down there. And um, you know, that's sort of sort of his I- I- ideal trip. And um, yeah, seems sort to of have trained on nice and certainly held his form from um, from his last run.
1: He goes around in race five with Geordie Childs aboard who's also riding Invincible Jet. Now, yourself and Gay love to form relationships with riders and Geordie and, and yourself seem to have really formed a, a good bond and he seems to get well into your racing psych, racing style and, and so, seems to suit your horses.
4: Yeah, definitely. You know, I guess that's sort of probably a, a, you know firstly a big important factor is um, you know, someone who's sort of confident and um, you know, on, on, on pace and sort of taking up the running on, on a few of them. And um, yeah, we've obviously only got a Small team down in Melbourne, um, you know, so we sort of don't have a, a great number of rides to go around. So it's just, um, yeah, you know, someone who's able to sort of come in and help out the team uh, from time to time. And, and Jordan's certainly, um, you know, big, big part of that and help them prepare the horses. So um, you know, happy to happy him with some some good rides and nice opportunities. Hopefully,
1: race eight. You've got Invincible Jet. You'd expect he'd be somewhere near the speed. How's he holding together?
4: Yeah, I think so. He's, he's holding together really well. Um, you know, I, I think a win certainly not. Uh, certainly not far off him. He's, he's been consistent for us. Uh, yeah, he's got that good, good tactical speed. Uh, just looks a, a nice race for him, and I, I think the track has got a really suit him there. So, um, yeah, certainly, certainly done well in, in between runs, and um, as, uh, I think it went not far off for him. So hopefully today's the, 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 the right race.
1: Rose Hill, your day kicks off in race three with Yale Town. What did you make of the recent first up run behind Kiss the Bride?
4: Yeah. Yeah, very, very good performance, um, you know, off the scene for, for a long time. So, um, uh, you know, on a, on a really testing track on, the, on that day. So uh, I think he's opened a good improvement off that, um, uh, and, and just mainly stretching out and trip today is, uh, the key for him, uh, and improving tracks also big, big positive. Uh, so just been interesting to see how that track's playing early, but it should, should be a nice, um, nice suitable track for, for him and, uh, hoping to see good improvement.
1: Race four in the Colin Stephen Quality over twenty four hundred Grove Ferry looks to have trialed well, but between runs, your thoughts on Grove Ferry going into today?
4: Yeah, he has. He's um, he, he's done well in between runs. He's probably had a bit of a uh, bit of a checkered and interrupted preparation at times. Um, he's stretching out to the twenty four hundred metres uh, for the first time. Will be the only query for him, um, but it looks to be sort of enough uh, or a nice even enough tempo in there that allow him to settle and. Um, yeah, giving me this opportunity to see out the trip, uh, sort, of a, sort of got an indication that, 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 he, that he will. Um, so he had plenty, of, plenty of work behind the scenes to have him have him ready for it. So um, it's a, a nice race for him, good opportunity. And, yeah, looks a, looks a, a, a winnable race, but he's uh, been hard to catch so far since he's been in Australia. He's yet to yet to win one, um, but uh, hopefully things fall into place today for him.
1: Well, oh, good luck to Francis and Christine Cook and Connections there. What about Raduna coming off that placing in the Tibby going round in race seven today, the golden pendant?
4: Yeah, look, obviously we're throwing her in the deep end a bit here. Um, yeah, there's sort of probably a, a few limited options around for her, but she's just a, a mare that's in great form and, and wanted to sort of really capitalise on that while she's uh, while she's working well and, and training well. She's, she's come on nicely for, for that run. I, I don't think that back-up will be uh, any harm for her at all. And, yeah, she was, she was awfully brave there. Last start. So, um, you know, if she gets things her, her way and gets the right conditions to suit throughout the day, well, uh, yeah, she's a, she's a chance of running a, a nice race for us. And if she's able to um, you know, stick on well and, as I said, run, run a big race, well, that would be a, a good result for everyone involved.
1: Your, your day at Rose Hill winds up with Surf Dancer, who took out the South, South Grafton Cup at the last start. Looks to have trialled up nicely, kicks off in the Shannon. How do you think Surf Dancer's coming to hand?
4: Yeah, he's coming up excellent. He's, um, you yeah, know, probably a, a better chance of, of the day on the card there. Um, he he's only had a short turnaround from from that last campaign and yeah really really trained on nicely so i think he's forward enough for the for the fifteen hundred first up. um yeah obviously he's sort of stepping up sharply in grade but he's got a got a good pattern um shouldn't be far off the speed there today and um yeah, he's been been working up well so I'd, I'd like to see him certainly um certainly run a competitive race for us uh, i think he's in for a nice stretch
1: do you think he'd be the pick of the team at both venues i
4: yeah certainly would yeah no he's um, He's in good shape. Um, you know, obviously, there might be a bit of value there about him, but um, yeah, very, very pleased with
1: him. Happy with alligator blood heading into the Underwood tomorrow.
4: Yeah, excellent. Um, can't wait to get down there tomorrow. Um, obviously, sort of smallish field, but um, yeah, you know, plenty of quality there, and I think it's going to be a really, really exciting matchup. He's he's done well between runs. Um, that, that that mile runs just really brought him on nicely, and um, yeah, very very happy with where he's at.
1: Good luck for the weekend, Adrian. Thank you very much. Just gone 8 o'clock. We're on a soft five at Rose Hill with the rail true. Let's check the the scratchings and track conditions at Mornington with Sean Cosgrove before the panel assembles after the news.
5: Good your Warren. Now looking at the scratchings there today for the meeting at uh, Mornington. And at the stage we've got 18. It's a soft five. The rail is true for the entire circuit and uh, it is overcast there today at Mornington. Now race one, take out one Prairie Flower, seven Pavliani at eight, Walk Star, one, seven and eight. 2nd clear, the 3rd one, King's Charisma, 3 is the Barman, and 9, Alexander Hamilton, 1, 3 and 9. Race 4, 5, Hallowed Ground, 12, Amadatu and 13, Is He Good, Five, twelve, and 13. The 5th one, De Niro, 7, Think Winning, and 12, Gun Show, 1, 7 and 12. Race 6, 9, Trinity's Reward, number 9. Race 7, 1, Attorney, number 1. And race eight, eleven 11, Dana 14, Naval Envoy, 16, Maromenko, and 19, Van Roy, 11, 14, 16, and 19.